M-I-C-A-H Beats Welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist, with your host, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shits. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope. Make a motherfucker wanna rap. I can't rap, man. Hold on, here we go. I can't rap. I really can't. But come sit down on the couch with us. Man, I can't rap. Come to the couch. Enjoy the show. Let's go. Just another day on the couch talking about all the problems of today yo 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 welcome back to another episode of just therapy it is another beautiful monday evening y'all yes and y'all already know i'm with my co-host miss bbc it is another beautiful monday evening hope to end your monday work day off right with some therapy from us the couch. Come on, get on the couch, motherfuckers. Let's go. So, uh, real quick before we start, big shout out to our guest last week. The Fire Family was in the building. Nice episode. Make sure you check it out. And that shit was cool. So, and we are back. Uh, no guests this week. We can fly in solo, but you already know how we do. We make it do what it do. What up, Miss BBC? Greetings, everyone. What's going on with you? Oh, uh, you know, same old, same old. I heard you had a big show this weekend. Yeah, you know, that's going to be in the recap and shit. You know, we might as well jump on in. Let's do it. So we always like to start with a recap, let you know what happened to us this weekend or whatnot. Uh, go ahead and start us off. What, what, how was your weekend? Uh, oh, my weekend was super, like, dope and amazing. Busy, 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 like I like to be. Um... I got together with my band and was able to get some musicians in that, you know, really just like, you know, help me feel like I need to step up my game. Um, and I'm getting to work with a few of the musicians that I've been wanting to work with for years. And we just had a whole like weekend of doing a damn thing, um, which was super, super dope. Got a lot of work done on my house, painting, um, redecorating and stuff like that. Um, and just really got to do, I was super busy and I was doing Uber and I did Uber at nighttime for the weekend. And it was a mad crazy, <laughs> mad, mad crazy. I had some real freaks going on, but it was like, it was pretty much cool. It was yeah, such a busy weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I seen I seen your one I seen a little bit of your one video. I think it was Friday night. You was talking about some freaks was in the back, and you was like, "You can't get mad. You on my car. Of course I'm gonna be watching." What? What you think? Like you know what I'm saying? You gonna freak in my car and then get mad? No, I'm watching. In the mirror, I put on some little sexy music for him and everything. You know, a little reggae vibes. Yeah, you know, let them go ahead and turn it up. Turn it up. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, that's what's up. 
So yeah, so my weekend was cool. Uh, dropped little mama off Thursday evening, and then went by uh, Crackpots Comedy Club. Jump on stage, you know, you know, I always get Chris Kettler, a big shout out, the owner of Crackpots. Went down there and did they open mic, but you know, he always let me do what I do, so I did like twenty minutes just to get ready for Saturday. So it was it was cool. It was interesting. It was funny because I met this so it was this one lady that was, it was her second time okay. on stage. Second time ever, right? Uh-huh. And she was okay. But what I noticed is that in her second time when she was on stage, she was actually having fun. You can tell she was up there having fun. Uh-huh. And a lot of people don't get that right away as far as uh you gotta have fun, like just have fun up there. You know, a lot of people yeah. making people laugh, but it's about you having fun doing something you love to do. So yeah. I noticed that about her. So, you know, after she came off or whatever, uh, I told her, you know, good job and, um, you know, keep at it because I can see you was having fun. So she uh, had like a table with her that made it interesting. So I was talking shit to her table and uh, it, w- it was cool. But <laughs> so she was like, uh, we going to some place around the corner, blah, blah, blah. So and I'm like, you know, Friday, you know, I ain't had no I ain't had no school plan. So it was like work from home. So I'm like, whatever, I'm about to you know, I, I'll stop up there. Plus, I was like, oh, free drinks, you know, right. get free drinks because I mean, that's just what they do. So I walk in, of course, first thing they do, what you drinking? You know, so uh, it was funny because it was a, a, a music open mic mm. pretty much having a jam session. And so she's like, oh, we should ask the owner, can we go up? And I'm like, <laughs> no, nah, like. What you know, I was like, you know what? If you go up, I'll go up, right? And she right. Like, so she went and asked the owner, and so the owner was like, Oh, yeah, y'all can go up. So I tell her, I'm like, All right, you go ahead and do your, your little five minutes that you did at this at the uh at the comedy club, and then you know, I'll just follow you and do you know five, seven minutes, you know, round it up, whatever. And she's like, No, I want to go on stage with you. I'm like, wait, what? Like, this is your second time on stage, you're not ready for that, and she right. wanna listen because of course. When y'all got something set in y'all mind as women, y'all got that set in your mind and can't nobody tell you no different. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but so I tell her, I'm like, no, just go up and do your thing and then I'll do mine. She's like, no, I, you know, I can talk about, you know, my profession, you know, blah, blah, blah. Being a professional caulker, right? Like that was her whole joke. Like cement. C- I know. Not, you know, not like what people the think. Caulk, the name yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, but <laughs> so, she like, you know, I, I'll go up there and say that. And then you can just do your set. Now nah, I chime in. I'm like, no, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. I say, if you want to go on stage together, we can take some questions and do like the difference between men and female answering questions. They can get, yeah. I'll answer it in our way. You answer it in your way. Yeah. And she's like, uh, okay. And so, because I told her, I'm like, it's not going to work. This is your second time on stage. You have no clue what you're about to get yourself into. So me, me, I'm like, you can't tell her nothing different. So I'm like, I'm going to show her, right? And then so we up there and like motherfuckers are just looking, a couple people laughing. But I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm done, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. So. So I get off, you know, I get off the little thing, get off the microphone or whatever. And she's like, you were right. And I'm like, I mean, I I tried to tell you, but I was just going to let you do you. So, but it was funny that she wanted to do that. And 
it can work with us with two seasoned comedians, you know. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Or if you, you know, if you guys really knew each other, you know, um, material kind con- like wise or whatever, you know, it probably would have. I mean, worked, but you can't be brand new thinking you're about to go up, you know, with someone that's seasoned and chime off each other. You know, banter is very good, but it has to be a you know what I'm saying? It has to be a chemistry or something like that. Yeah. Rehearsed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, so that happened Thursday. So either way, I got some free drinks out the deal. Uh, Friday. Free was always good. Uh, my lady came down. We chilled. We watched. Uh, I'm trying to think. We watched um, Underdogs, uh, Snoop Dogg's movie. Oh, no. And she was like, uh, I heard it was horrible, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I mean, I don't really care what other people said. I'm going to watch it because I'm a fan of Snoop, you know? Right, right. And Mike Epps was in it. And uh, man, I can't remember the lady name. Real cute lady. She was in it too. But I thought it was good. It it wasn't like the best quality. Like it wasn't like, like the quality was good. You can still tell it was like something Snoop would do. Like it wasn't, you know. Like B-movie energy. Yeah, but it was literally about how he started uh-huh. the youth football program. So that's what it was based off of. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, so but it was a good movie. It was it had some funny parts in there. I I I liked it. It was cool. Uh Saturday we went to Indiana. I had a gig in Indiana. It was a private gig. It was a nice. anniversary for this couple. And uh it was, you know, like I I done did shows in West Virginia and it's you know, so they was like, oh, you didn't think it was going to be like that, huh? And I'm like, like, I, I do this. I'm coming up on 15 years next next years. I mean, next month. Uh-huh. So like, nothing is surprising to me anymore. Like, I've seen it all almost with crowds. And uh, they they were drunk. They came to have a good time. And they came to laugh. So it was a good time. Uh, made some good money. Sold some shirts. You know, so that's always good. So you already know about that business. Yes, yes. Yeah, we had a good time. Safe way there. Safe back. You know. So it was it was a good time. And then last night, yesterday, after I got back, uh, went and had like a men's roundtable with two of my best friends. You know, just checking in, checking in on each other's all uh, mental health and shit. Something. Oh. Like we did that, which was cool, which was needed because we ain't seen each other in a minute. So, it was cool. mm-hmm. so that was cool. So that was that was my weekend, you know. And today, you know, back back and back at work and picked up little mama and now she chilling. So, well, that was great. That's an amazing weekend. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot going on. So, always a lot, but you know, it is. Yeah. That's how it's I good when it's a lot. When it's not a lot, like I've been down, and now I'm constantly moving like I like and. You know, just being in the fresh mind of things. So I'm lacking in other stuff, but I'm, you know, taking, I mean, I'm picking up where I know I'm supposed to be and rising. So when you're busy, it's always great, even though we kind of complain a little here and there, but it's always a good vibe. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to ask you what you lacking in because I, I, I can kind of read your mind. So, um, Plus, I don't want you going there. Uh, so let's keep it moving. Talking about how stuff. Shut up. <laughs> oh, you can't read my mind. You never know. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As y'all know, we like to do uh, one childhood memory, y'all, so y'all can get into our childhood. Uh, we like to give a funny or crazy or fucked up childhood memory. Um, damn it, I had one and then I lost it. 
Go ahead, go ahead and give me your childhood memory. Let me see wow. if I can exactly what I was gonna talk about because I had what I was gonna talk about and then I I, I literally wow. just okay. Um childhood memory. Let me see. Okay, so I remember one time, um, it was this neighborhood uh candy truck, right? And I think his name was like Mr. Bill or something. And like when he would pull up, he would pull up and he would play the music and all the kids like we will run out. Now, whoever got to him first, when he once he stopped, you get to ring the bell. You go around the neighborhood and he'll give you a bell and you ring the bell to let all the children in the neighborhood know that Mr. Bill is around or whatever. Like an ice cream truck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it was he had everything like he sold yeah. everything on his truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, washing powder, everything <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying it was just like a big, big truck, ice cream truck. But like, he sold everything on it. So, yeah. you know, one day I found, and I'm always little, I was the youngest, you know, all my brother's sisters, like much, much more older than me, all the kids in the neighborhood. So, I'm like, you know, one of the smaller ones, and I was very, very small. So, I get there first because I'm like, every time I try, that he always overlooked me, all the kids' hands up, he can't see me. So, I'm like, I'm a I know I'm about to bust up a here because I'm like, I want some, I want the dollar and you get a dollar. So right. you can get anything you want. So I'm like, okay, I'm about to do it. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna make myself seen this time. So I had been practicing on how I'm gonna make myself seen, like like I was always I was like more mama because I was always had a strong voice. So Anyway, he get up there, boom. And so everybody started crawling and pushing, pushing back. So I was just like, ah, stop. And it just came out so piercing and so horrible. <laughs> like now that I'm like, you know, an adult, I'm like, and he was like, oh, what was that? What the was that? Is. Yeah. And I was like, I was here first. And he got and he like, boom. So he bring the bill down. And he was like, Everybody move back, move back, move back. You better move back. And he gave me the bell. This damn bell was so damn heavy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm little. I got to be like five or six. But I'm trying to ring this bell. I got to hold it with two hands. And I'm just go. And I'm trying to ring the bell, right? It's too, too heavy. I can't ring it. So... He sends somebody to come take the bell from me. And I was devastated. Like, oh my God, because I'm not going to get my dollar. You know what I'm saying? And this big kid is going to get my dollar. Huh? Somebody had to ring the bell. Somebody had to ring the bell. So when I went back up to the truck, I was crying. And so then he was like, well, you too little. Come back next year when you're big. So I stole the pack of M&Ms from the, because he had the M&Ms hit in the front. So I stole the pack of M&Ms from the front because don't fucking play me. <laughs> don't play with me. Like that was my turn to ring the bell. Why you got this heavy ass bell anyway? Oh, <laughs> little kids. That's so I was like, I was sitting up there and I was crying and my hand was on and I was just like, and I took that shit. Like, and I was happy because that's all I wanted anyway was some peanut M&Ms. <laughs> right, there you go. That's what's up. <laughs> oh man. All right. So my childhood memory, uh, I'm, I'm gonna do this one since I was talking about it this weekend with my girl. Um, so I, I literally almost did every sport you can think of, except for like hockey uh, and soccer. Like no, like no rec league teams with that. I didn't do that. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, everything like archery, tennis, basketball, baseball, football, swimming. Like I did everything. Nice. And sometimes like stuff will come back around to be useful. Okay. So when I get to high school, uh, you know how gym, they always have like two weeks of like cer a certain sport or, you know, something like that. And it was time for archery, right? And he had started, he had started it on a Friday because I remember like vividly because uh, the, the uh, gym teacher was the basketball coach and it was like, you know, they had a game or whatever, but he was all, his eyes was always red. We knew his ass was high. And so we go out, they, they, he already got the thing set up and all that. And he tells the class, he says, if you think you can hit a bullseye, I want you to step up. And if you hit the bullseye, you don't have to do the, the rest of the two weeks. You can chill, do whatever you want. So he was like, any volunteer? So me being me, I'm like, shit, I got it. You know, so he give me the bowl, give me the arrow, and he go to tell me how to do it. I'm like, no, I got this, dog. So like, <laughs> I don't, don't want to hear that shit. So I literally step up, first try, pull that bitch, pop, bullseye. And I'm like, and I just drop the bow and walk away. And like, you know, it's high school. You know what I'm saying? So all the kids is like, oh, look at Sean. Oh. And it felt so good to hear everybody cheering for you, you know what I'm saying, for a good reason. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was one of those times where I'm like, I'm glad I was in all kind of weird and interesting sports. And it, yeah. it, paid, it paid off. So that's, that's going to be dope. my childhood memory this week. That's dope. Yeah. All right. Here we go, y'all. You already know one of our favorite topics, uh, flowers while they're still here. We like to give people flowers while they're still here instead of being so conditioned like most of us are to give people flowers while they dead and gone. So we like to give people flowers while they're still here. Uh, I'm going to give my flowers to my girl, Lisa. I'm going to have to give her some more flowers. The reason I want to give her flowers is just because like she she dope as fuck, man. And just the simple fact, like, you know, some people aren't good travel partners. Mm -hmm. right? And uh, you know you can you tell you can tell a lot about your significant other on how they travel and how they interact with you while they travel, and she's a good travel partner. You know what I'm saying? It's like she was excited to go, and we we got in the car, and we rode. It was like four hours. You know what I'm saying? For a four hour drive, which ain't no punk. You know what I'm saying? And she was just cool. Our conversation was still dope as shit, and uh, I just appreciate how good our conversation is. On the daily, anytime we're around each other, our conversation is always though we never run out of stuff to talk about. We always laugh and having a good time, and just and, and she is so uh, real and because it's hard to find real ass people nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because people will put on this front and act like they something and they really not. And I just appreciate her for her being real and being the person that she is and having the kind heart that she has. And just being so dope, man. So, Lisa, baby, you getting your flowers again? So for real, like we going That's on, eight, we going on eight months this this month. So happy eight month anniversary when it get here. So, yep, Lisa, you getting your flowers today, baby? Yes, that's dope. It's good to have somebody that you can um vibe with, especially traveling, doing business, everything like that. Like that is, it's very hard to find. Trust me, I travel a lot by myself because. You know, I don't like certain ways people travel or do certain things. And when it comes to my business, I'm very serious. Um, Cause yeah, I didn't have people come with me to different shows and 
not know how to act and you know she, she be there and like when it's kind con- when the time when it's time to sell merch she'd be like i got it you know and i'm like yeah. oh, so she be she be and like, i'm that girl it's like i got your table even if my table's set up i'm still helping people at their table i've even helped major artists with their table while i was you know like or whatever like driving stuff like you got everything you need anything like making sure you're you know conscious good whatever like that i like to be in that energy with people but um yeah that's really good i love that you share that energy um with someone business wise it's always important because no one needs to be stressed when you're trying to as a creator and when you're a stage person you know it is very hard you got to be in the right mind or whatever like the littlest thing can set you off um but i'm gonna take a time and give my flowers to my band um because they really definitely you know they showed up i had a guy come from florida um i had a guy come from cincinnati and that was a big deal you know what i'm saying because they both have um big families and everybody has stuff going on and i know that or whatever like that you know what i'm saying to want to play for me is a big deal and you know both of them being um artists that i mean musicians that are very serious about when, when it comes to reggae music and everything like that you know what i'm saying leading and teaching you know and they the, my drummer and my bass player expect like they vibed off each other like on a whole another level and it was just like which gave me like man it just i felt like man i, I just felt like that if i got these people having my back especially with and with my original members who already have been you know very you know um consistent for me and what in certain ways or whatever um i feel like hey i just need to show up step up make sure i step up to the plate and i want to make them proud and i felt like they want to make sure i as well as them have a strong platform so i give my flowers to them because that means a lot to me it's like you're nothing without support and what we fail to realize is, is that we need each other and sometimes people get so drained and dragged out from like always stepping up and being that person but that's who we are supposed to be to each other you know and i hope i can be their piece and not stress them out either so um i hope they keep showing up for me i will keep doing my best to make it worth their while and be as best as i can be so there we go that's what's up, that's what's up. yo i okay. like that all right y'all let's get into it let's get into them topics so our first topic on the docket listen it's uh before we even do that i can't i cannot forget to do this i definitely want to send a rest in peace to carl weathers aka apollo creed uh dude like that he was in so many movies he actually yeah. was a linebacker for the oakland raiders back in the day was just yeah one of those strong black uh men figures actors that we looked up to watching when we grew up and you know we was all rooting for him to whoop rocky's ass in the movie you know what i'm saying so definitely uh rest in peace to him sending prayers and healing energy out to his family and all those that are uh mourning over his loss so i definitely want to do that before i forget oh let me do one to rest in peace for one of the whalers from um bob marley and the whalers uh members he passed away this weekend as well mm. um hold on let me say his name right because i'll be saying it wrong give me one second make sure i see it where'd you go your, your phone acting up 
It's supposed to be my computer. Now it's your phone acting up. Now you froze. Come on back. Name is Ashton. Ashton. What is it? Ashton. Okay. Yeah, your yeah. phone went froze. Your phone froze on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he um he passed away, and I, I you know I think he was there, but he wasn't even performing anymore actually. But he was a major part. A lot of people knew him, and he was very like he was one of those people. Um, I never actually got to meet him, but the yeah, I know some of the elders and everything. They actually dealt with him. He was one of those people that it, he didn't. It wasn't. He wasn't um like. Nobody was lower than him. It wasn't like, oh, the fans. Like he really just was a normal, you know, musician and you know, um, that just greeted and took pictures and like you would think and stuff like he knew people for years and he just communicated and vibed with everybody, you know, like that. And it was really true to the Rasta culture. So um, yeah, the stories that I've been hearing about him is amazing. So I want to say rest in peace to him and condolences to his family. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, let's get into it. Y'all happy Black History Month. Y'all already know what it is. It's the first uh, Monday of Black History Month. So it's the first episode of Just Therapy, the podcast during Black History Month. And you already know if you've been riding with us, you know, we celebrating three years next year. And every year we've done the podcast, we do some Black History facts. Um, so this week's Black History fact is going to be a little personal because I got this idea from uh, actually Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Um, one of, uh, Man, why can't I think of his name right now? He come on Tuesday and Thursday on there, but he was talking about how you have Black history actually in your family. And I was like, oh, I like that. So Black history fact this week is going to be about my mom, Gloria Boyd. Listen, what she went through and in the, in, in the perseverance that she had, to be able to do what she did. She had three kids. I was young. I was like probably four or five when she graduated from Case Western Reserve, graduated uh, as a registered nurse, ended up working at University Hospital. Uh, she did both psychiatric wards. She did the psychiatric kids and the adults. And I seen her slam a grown ass psych patient to the ground and held his ass down to the other nurses got there. And she was just about her business, taking care of her family, put herself through school, graduated with three kids and a disabled husband. She did her damn thing. So the perseverance that she had doing what she did, raising us and graduating and being a registered nurse, it was just dope. She she had belonged to the Black Nurses of America and all that stuff. And she also uh, did uh, classes for lupus patients and stuff on how to cope with lupus on a daily basis. She also volunteered for the suicide hotline when it first started. So she was on that and she did a lot of other great stuff. So my mom is the spotlight for the black history fact. Never think you can't do something because you always got somebody in your family that has paved the way and showed you how to do it right. So Gloria Boyd, that's our black history fact this week. That shit made me proud right there. What up, KT? What up, sis? Love you too. Hey, cousin. Yeah. So that's this week's black history fact. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. All right, let's get into the other topic. So our first topic uh, up besides Black History is 
Uh, talk to me. It's this you. This you right here. I don't even know how to say those shit right. I don't even know how to say. Um, that. we're talking about polygamy uh, and, poly poly and polyamorous relationships. Uh, <laughs> you get on my nerves. Like you always make me lose my breath. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I was. Uh, I wanted to speak about um these polygamy relationships and polyamorous relationships because I feel like there are a lot of people like that believe that monogamy is the only way um it's like and people are like selfish in facts when it comes to relationships you know and don't get me wrong everybody every i don't judge anybody whatever you believe in is your belief and that's okay and i don't you know i hate people to try to force certain things up on people but people are like oh the bible said a man found a woman but most of the men inside the bible had more than one wife mm -hmm. you know and so it's like mm, I, you know, I think people use certain things to, you know, help themselves. Yes. You know, and, and that's basically what it is like being in a polygamous relationship is like when a man and or a woman um, have more than one husband and or wife and polyamorous relationships is when people, you know, date more than one person. What I find is that people are using threesomes to try to um Did you I say guess, three sims like the sims game no like three sims threesomes like, like the sims game three sims is that the new sims? Oh, three like sims. Part three what the fuck is that a new video <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> don't fuck with my speech you know what i'm saying um, threesomes okay 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 here we go every time it's just a problem so people are using that as a form of their having um, polyamorous relationships and it's just it's not the same thing those are three different things you know polygamy yeah. polyamorous and you know um menage twice you know and i think that people are trying to connect that to introduce to their freakiness you know or whatever i feel like whatever you want to do you should do but um judging people that believe in these forms of relationships is always a bad it's a bad thing like i mean even going to black history you know um a lot of the african kings and everything like that they had more than one wives and um muslim and um other cultures they have more than one wife you know and a lot of the wives live together they do sister wife energy or whatever and i just want to know like i also want to know how many people believe in it or how many people would be like interested in living in that lifestyle like i i, I am a polyamorous person like i really believe in that like I would have me a whole couple, you know, like, yeah, that's my, you know, that's my couple. They belong to me or whatever. And I say it often that, that like, you know, <laughs> this is what it is. And I'm very honest about it. And people that know, know about my poly polyamorous um, beliefs. Um, my father was very strong and like always talked to me about like, you know, stand up for you, what you believe in or whatever like that, you know, monogamy is not for everyone. Um, and sometimes like people get married and sometimes people they, when they fight a lot or they got certain things or whatever, it's because they like people are miserable. One person can't honestly satisfy another person 100% needs. And 
However, you know, some people might just have a list. Maybe you only got 10 things on a list and a person checks off or whatever like that. Um, I find myself that I connect sometimes more to people who are in a relationship like this person could really be for me than people, people that I like or that I'm connected with, like, you know what I'm saying? I connect to massively, like they usually are connected to someone, um, which I don't want to touch anyone's relationship, like, you know, or whatever. But when I meet people that are um, interested or whatever, I definitely evaluate the situation to see, um, to see what, you know, what, what can come out of it, you know, because even in, you know, polyamorous relationships or polygamous relationships, people don't always, they, they don't always be together. I and mean, that's what people think when they hear polyamorous or poly, they thinking you all sleep in the bed together. You all live in a house together or whatever like that. It's not always like that. Sometimes when a man has more than one wife, if he can have a house and hold down a house and everybody can get along, somebody, you know, it, it can go like that. But some, there are some cultures where they, um, he ha they have different houses. And, and most coaches, if a man can't take care of all the women, he's not allowed to have them. But people don't understand the, those parts of that lifestyle, you know? And I, I wouldn't mind like, hey, you take care of the children and all that. Let me, you know what I'm saying? Do my thing over here and whatever you do over here, we take care of the house. But one, somebody got to be a housewife. Like, that's not going to be me. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to be like something like that. But so I think we should know and especially as a black culture like things should work out in a certain way because it helps you know it can help that's my my point of view like literally somebody hold down this somebody hold down this somebody hold down this that's how i see it like we need a whole foundation me personally i would love to have that type of foundation i want a whole farm a man to be honest just a whole farm and i sound real cringy like slavery or something but not like that but it's like you know, everybody just have their job to do. And it's just like, yes, these are all my men. Like, oh, I just shit. so good that's with it. But that's all. Brown? She sent the heart. We send the hearts back. Thanks for chiming in with us, sticking in with us. Comment. Uh, you, you hear what Miss BBC talking about. You know, she talking about poly polygamy and polyamorous, right? And, po and poly the dial. But um, so this is my question, right? Because I. You, you can't judge somebody that's in that kind of relationship, right? So yeah. even with the two wives or the two husbands or whatever, right? Why does somebody have to be the house wife or whatever? What if there's no kids involved? All three can't go to work and take care of the house? and Oh, and, yeah. And I'm just saying if it's kids. No, 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 no. I'm going to take that back. No. Um, you saying no, they can't? No, I mean, I mean, if they want to, but I, somebody... I just, you know, this is me because, you know, when you're in the music and you're, you know, my, my basic job is my business and my music, you know, right now I do Uber, you know, on the side or whatever, extra money. So I need someone and this might sound so cringe. I don't even know how people are going to take it, but I need someone at home to take care of the house. I need somebody that is cooking and cleaning and laundry and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I need that. You know what I'm saying? So even if they did work, they could do like work from home maybe. So but that, you almost sound like an old fashioned white dude. That's, that's so fucked up. You sound that's like these old politicians that don't need to be in the office. 
Talking about no. somebody got to somebody got to stay at home. You know how many people would like to be a housewife or a husband? I didn't. I mean, I'm saying like for real. Some people are like hell KT, yeah. I'm, uh, KT go say so you. KT go say so you just want a wife <laughs> and put the laughing faces. I know. Johnny, Thomas, what's going on with your brother? I'm just saying like for real. Somebody gotta be at home. Like I'm a person like KT, if I I'm agree with you. She just she just want a wife. She want to live in wife. Hey. I need, I need like seven people. Like I need somebody to, to make sure like my car, you know, clean. I like, but I'm a provider. Like I'm such a provider. Like you're going to be good. You know what I'm saying? I'm such a provider. Like I wouldn't even care if my couple didn't live with me, but everybody <laughs> just like played their part. Do you <laughs> understand? You sound like a hypocrite, right? How? Cause you like, I, I'm not judging you. Like you can't judge people, but you like in the situation that I've described, I'm like, so why does somebody have to say? She said, no, no, no. Somebody has to stay home. Yeah, but that's not how. That's not the same thing you said. Like, it's like, be be okay with it. Like, it's just like if somebody's not okay with it, I'm not gonna force them. Like, no, you're not gonna work. But I'm just saying, I would want oh, a couple or men, my men. I, I somebody, everybody have to play their part. Everybody will have to play their part and be open. to stay at home and cook and clean. Yes, <laughs> that is true. Yes. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So the, 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 poly, the polygamy is the marriage part, right? And then the right. polyamorous is the actual relationships, right? Right. As far as being more with more than one person and yeah, coexist together, right? They all know about each other. Yes. And, and, you know, sometimes they stay in the same house. Sometimes they don't. Uh, nine times out of ten, they don't sleep in the same bed. All that right. probably kind of like this day is yours. This day is yours. Like yeah. I, got, I got Monday, Wednesday, Friday this week, and then we'll switch or whatever. Right. <laughs> and sometimes it's not always. DJ, what up, baby? He said big poly life. <laughs> My guy, DJ. Yeah. He chimed it, in. He said big poly I life. Think more people, and this is just my my thoughts train of thought okay more people were honest and said and especially like men you know sometimes like you know you connect with somebody and sometimes they can't be helped you know what i'm saying if more people were honest about it and said this is what i want and i want y'all both or whatever like that or whatever like that of course somebody gonna feel away but most times women know like people be married or in relationships or whatever like that and they still deal with them so i don't think that you they're not going to deal with you only like whoever don't want to deal with you is just not because that's not their lifestyle you know what i'm saying they're just not into that they don't want to share or whatever but i honestly believe and i know i have done this with my brothers i remember telling them like tell them about each other i've had like my sissy's brother like he you know what i'm saying he yeah. had all these girls and oh. Pause, pause, go back, explain that a little better. You can't just say you've done that with your brothers. And I said, tell them about each other. What? No, you told your brothers because they was in a relationship with more than two women to yeah. tell the women about each other. You can't yeah. just run. You can't just I run. I was about together. to get back to what I had to tell mm -hmm. the, this part first before we got to that. Part. Okay, boom. Some people so might I, be I lost thinking you messing with your brother like you from West Virginia. So oh. I had to pause you. And make sure you, everybody That's was clear on what you were saying. <laughs> your mindset is so wicked. That's your fucking mind. I swear. So 
I used to tell my brother, like, it don't matter. Like, tell him about it. If you tell women the truth, like, hey, I got a wife, but, you know, and don't ever, because don't ever dish your woman, you know what I'm saying, or whatever like that. Like, if you were honest with everybody, or you were just honest with your, I ain't leaving her, this is what it is, or whatever like that, I think most women will go for it. Most women get mad is because men take their choice away. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're, you lying to me, telling me this, this, and then the other, it, you know, and it's like, is the, to me, the lie is not about that you just lied to me. It's like you lying to yourself. So that means I ain't got shit coming. It's just like a man that turned his back on his kids. If you could turn your back on your flesh and blood, I know I ain't got shit coming. You know what I'm saying? So in that same process, I feel like if more people were honest and said, this is what I like, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Because when men cheat, it's not that because they don't love their wife or their husband, you know, their women or nothing. You know what I'm saying? This is just my my thought and the way I observe things, but sometimes people have attractions in certain ways or whatever like that and connections that that other person doesn't provide, you know, or whatever. So I just feel like if more people were honest about it, like this is my lifestyle. This is how I see things. This is how I, I want you. I want you both. You know what I'm saying? You both fulfill parts of me. Like what was that song? Back in the day, I was little, but I remember this. Oh, oh, I got a problem that concerns two ladies. You talking about that one? Yeah, one benefited one way and one benefited the other. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. And you know he got killed, right? He got killed by one of them women. Because he wasn't honest. I mean, he did. He he said, he he, he made a song. He said, what, well, girl? Right, well, and then that's how they found out about each other. If he would have been like, hey, this is what it is. That's like reading a book and then like saying, oh, yeah, I wrote a book and I slept with a man and you a man. But you know what I'm saying? And then your wife read the book like, come on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, that's just my take on it. I think that people are so like, in relationships, women and men, especially women to me, it's a very selfish thing. It's like, you belong to me. Nobody really belongs to anybody. I don't care in marriage or not. You know what I'm saying? You don't belong to that person. Um, none of this stuff, none of this stuff, all the money, whatever we do, it doesn't belong. We're not taking this shit with us. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, people should live as free as they want and within life or whatever like that. Like the thing that's not accepted and they claim Bible, Bible, Bible this, and people judge and they try to make, oh, okay, yeah, rainbow, trans, this and that and the other, all that is like, that should be, but all that, y'all say that, that's not in the Bible, but it really was. And, but that, all the men in the Bible, they had more than one wife and people look against that. And sometimes I think that when women you constantly take a man back like looks into this so women constantly take a man back after he cheated most likely he end up cheating again and you still forgive him and be with him and lay with him you fight the woman you know tear her down do all that you do all this stuff but you still continue to allow him to be with you so if you still want to be with him and you know you got she you know what i'm saying he got this side chick or he always you know what i'm saying Make it work in a whole nother way. Make it beneficial for yourself. Right. D <laughs> DJ chimed back in and said 100% Miss BBC talking about the honesty part. If you tell people that. Concrete rolls in the building. What up, sis? Concrete. But, but I, I, I see what you're saying, but and, and Couchers, chime in on this. What, what I mean, what's your what's your outlook on the, on the uh, 
polygamy and the polyamorous relationships. Me personally, I, I just, I, I don't have enough mental sales to deal with that shit. Because <laughs> I'm already so many people's like, you know what I'm saying, unlicensed therapists just talking to people. I don't, I can't, I don't know if I can, I wouldn't be able to do that, man. Like, it's just certain things that, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I couldn't do it. Like maybe when I was younger and like just got out of my first divorce, like <laughs> maybe then, but cause like I done did a lot of crazy shit in my life, you know, just with the, just with the actual lifestyle, yeah. that, which was an acquired case as in itself. But to be married to two people, like first off, you're gonna have to go to another state where they allow that first. Uh, second, like, I mean, I'm I'm cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just I'm I'm just cool on that, you know what I'm saying? Concrete, what what says what says you, sis? Could you do the po the uh, polygamy or the polyamorous relationships be with, uh, you know, like a, a couple, a whole ass couple, like Miss BBC said? She's like, I can have I can have my whole couple. Uh, you know, I hear people that talk about that and and do that, but and I don't, I ain't about to name no names, but they was like they had a, a couple that sent them a because uh, they they said they they said they had to remove themselves from a relationship and the couple sent them like a like a ten page document saying like you know for the next person what can we do different what was what was some of the wow the, the ups and downs what was some of the downfalls and what made you not want to continue with us as, as you know what I'm saying as our third in our in our relationship like literally yeah like wrote up documents had had them sign the documents and wow. shit out like no. they out an exit application you know what I'm saying like yeah so it's it's definitely people out there that are, are down for that and will do that there's whole communities there are whole polyamorous yeah. communities you know that literally I just, just, I just think it's too much because like after a while like what do they do like it, it's a whole community so they all sleeping with each other like no like, no it's not like that like you know and um up, and the community like people really you know everybody has their own couple and their own choice or whatever so like you're not allowed to go cross into anybody else's relationship from what i've been you know i've had conversations about reasons with um others polyamorous people about that lived in the community concrete jumped in she said i she said i'm not mature enough to share lol i've been asked to be in a poly relationship though but that's not for me and sometimes it just ain't for people you know what i'm it's saying not like, I don't everybody like but like, like, like the age like, i'm at right now i'm cool i'm nope let's just like um you know being in what is it called dang i just forgot the other one um being in a uh, anonymous relationship, like I mean, not anonymous. That's not what I'm gonna say. Um, monogamous. Monogamous. Whew, boom. Like it's not for everybody. Like it's just not, you know. And that's okay. But I think people try to force that on people all the time, and it's just like I think people should definitely. Um, you see a lot of like I saw one show and the husband was cheating right and the husband cheated with this woman he had been with her for years and so the son found out about it 
And when the son found out, he was mad. Like, what? You've been cheating on my mom? Like, what? He was so mad as that. And he loved his dad so much. He was like, I want you to tell mom, like, what you did, like, everything. So he told, and so the father went and told the mother, and the mother got mad at the son. She said, you think I didn't know he had another woman, but he was always so mean, so angry and everything like that. So when he got her, he was so nice. <laughs> Who said what? <laughs> so Carol, Carol go say, I'm with you. I don't share. She was talking about concrete. Okay. KT go say, dang, cuz she couldn't even, she couldn't even think of the word, LOL. No, yeah. it ain't for her. Monogamy <laughs> is not for you. Monogamy is not for me. Good words. So I was over Period. there when I read that. I'm over there dying. Carol go say, uh, if a man ever asked me to share, all in caps, I'm telling him to kiss to kiss off. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. You never know. Oh man. But yeah, but, but it's crazy. I, but he I, told I, the mom, and the mom was mad because she, she knew about the woman. She knew, and she said that she didn't want, like, you know what I'm saying? He was happy, and he made her happy. She was taken care of. He loved on her, everything like that when she needed to be. So when he needed to, you know, do what he ever do. And I'm like, that's just how it is for some, some people. But I don't want to do all that. Like, I don't want to sneak. I don't want to do any of that. I want to be able to be free to be me and be me with the people or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I mean, if it happens, it happens. If it never happens, then it doesn't. But literally that like I am so for polyamorous relationships. But uh, this is the thing. At least, you know what you want. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't know what they want. You know what I'm saying? Or they can't even express what they want in a relationship or out of a relationship so at least you know that part you know what i'm saying I so know. that's always a good thing it's you know like i i just know i don't want that right now like um i, I, didn't, know, I, didn't, know of, I didn't know a lot of stuff so I don't, i'm not you know i ain't trying to go back that way so you know so it's like i'm i'm me personally i'm cool a lot of the couches that's been chimed in said they cool uh, but we know there's people out there that want that kind of relationship. I think honesty is the best policy, especially anytime, because the whole thing is, it's like how, you know, a lot of people grew up. My, my dad used to always say, closed mouths don't get fed. So the whole thing is, if you don't ask, you never know. You know what, what's the whole purpose of, you know, going behind somebody's back and cheating or whatever, when you could have just asked and let them know. And then if they ain't on it, just. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, well, this is what I want out of a relationship, and this is what I want to do. I'm not saying you don't satisfy me, but I want other people as well. It's okay if you want other people too. But if they ain't down with that, then, then just leave and let them know. Like, I mean, if you want to be, you know what I'm saying, fuck partners or whatever we want to call it, but I'm going to go and do my thing. You know what I'm saying? So some people just got to be honest about it. Yeah, what's crazy is most people it's not that you're lacking anything. You know what I'm saying? It's just sometimes the person might not be lacking anything and, and to a certain extent of you are good for where you are, but this is just who I am and what I like and what I need or want. Right, you know, right. so I think most times women, especially, um, 
and make everything about us. If a guy like if a, a guy start calling, it's like, what was I too fat, too ugly? I'm not good enough or whatever like that. Like people go into that and it's like we do that to ourselves all the time. And it's never just really about that. You know, it's just like, you know, God, who won't? I mean, it's like having birthday cake with no ice cream. Like, that's how I look at it. And I don't even like birthday cake for real. But anyway, that's how I feel about it. I mean, don't give me that face. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't been to too many parties that don't have ice cream with uh, birthday cake. And I don't eat ice cream, so it don't never, it don't matter. I don't eat birthday cake. So, but I'm just saying, it's like when you at a birthday party, you expect to have cake and ice cream. You expect it because, you know, that's always been a tradition. <laughs> However, it never, it never happened. But yeah, right, I just think right. that. And people that want to just have threesomes, like, that's just it, whatever, like that. Men are, and people, but men mostly, are quick to ask their girl to have a threesome, you know. And, you know, on some, you know, kind of shit or whatever like that. All that, you know, it's just like too much. Like, I I feel like I want them to stop calling threesomes polyamorous because those are two, those are two totally different things. So here, here we go. Concrete uh, jump back in. She said, I see the benefits. Uh, people get three incomes, three hands to help raise kids, shared household tasks, et cetera. But if y'all humping while I'm at work, going on solo dates, et cetera, I'm ready to knock somebody's head off. Some folks are raised to accept these types of relationships, and that's okay with me. I don't knock it. I'm just not mature enough to be that comfortable, LOL. Carol said, I'm afraid of going to jail, so I won't say what I want. She also said, check out the movie Hush. Uh, OMG, this one couple had have an open relationship and get into it with the other woman. <laughs> uh, and then Concrete say, why, why is it always the man's favor, though? Uh, I might be open to two husbands, not gay or bisexual, though, but that's frowned upon. Right. And that's what I, I'm saying. If I don't have a couple, I definitely I want a whole farm of husbands. Like, I mean, men. I, I want like everybody to play their part. And what's crazy is, hold on, she said something else. And one of them got to be in the house cooking and cleaning. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody, somebody's going to be in the house cooking and cleaning. Whoever, one can cook, one can clean. We all have jobs, it, whatever. Everybody has a part to play. That's my whole point. But when she said, there are rules. Like, so in polyamorous relationships, there are rules. Um, that it just like in a regular relationship, you know what I'm saying? They're, you know, deal breakers and everything like that. No matter what, even just like a monogamous relationship, um, people, somebody's going to get jealous about something, but you know, you have to set boundaries and there are boundaries to be set. Like if you don't like know, um, cause I mean, I know a couple that actually have, um, uh, they do, you know, threesomes and stuff all the time, but no one is ever, are you ever supposed to go and out okay. by themselves? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we do it, we do it together. You cannot ever do it because it's considered cheating at that point to, you know, because of their lifestyle. So in that same aspect, like, no, but at first, both in a polyamorous relationship, both parties um, always go off by themselves so they can get comfortable and get to know the person or whatever. Um, and of course, things can happen. Nothing is ever perfect like in any other relationship, you know, maybe the two over here, you know, what I've got two having two husbands, still polyamorous, you know, having a girl and a man that's still polyamorous. However, you work it, you know, three men, three women, however, it but everybody has to set their boundaries of what, you know, what is allowed, what is not allowed, or whatever, you know, deal breakers and things like that. 
Um, and it's always good to just try to be as honest as possible for the simple fact so that it can work. Does everything work out? No, but I've met polyamorous um, couples that have been together for years. I'm, I'm, my the longest year I met was, and it was a um, a black couple. Actually, they were African, and they had been together for twenty years. And the oldest, you know, like, which is basically, you know, she was like the mother. Um, his first, first, very first wife. Like, she was very. Um, very just supportive of the other wives and, and even the younger wife. And they had a lot of problems with the younger wife at first. But then when she had to you know, like realize like, okay, we're a family. And they um really moved like a family or whatever. And I remember this is when I used to sell like, you know, sex toys and lingerie and everything like that. And I remember they were at this event that I was at and it was like really huge. And we just like sat down and we we talked and they were just like whatever and they're telling me different things. And they spent they a lot of money. With you. Yeah, they shopped with me. They spent they a lot of money. Recruit. They was trying to recruit you. <laughs> they probably was. Hey, they they like concrete and Carol laughing at you talking about a, a farm. <laughs> I do. She said, I feel that. And then Carol say a whole farm. She like just greedy. She say, I'm not giving my man permission to do shit. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah it's definitely an interesting topic. I, I think the whole thing is just be honest with the person. You know what I'm saying? And once you, you know, honesty, we all hear honesty is the best policy, but people don't be honest enough. Yeah. So just be honest with what you want. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I kudos to you because you know what you want. And like, you know, I, I know what I want. And it just ain't, it just ain't, that ain't what I want. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, one more comment before we go to our break. Carol said Africans and Middle Eastern Muslims are accepting of that shit. So hey, it is what it is because it's, it's out there. It's definitely out there because we wouldn't be talking about it if it wasn't. So <laughs> definitely. All right. I think that's a great time to take our one and only sponsor break. Listen, y'all don't go nowhere. More just therapy, more, more topics to come. Uh, our next topic, we're going to be talking about black hair. And please don't go nowhere because I got to hear everybody's take on this one. I'm telling y'all. All right. So first Monday of Black History Month, just therapy. You already know who I am. I'm uh, your host and I'm taking you to break, baby. Man, y'all know I love pizza. Y'all know that. I talk about it every week. And I'm telling you, I got the best place for you. Twisted Tomato Pizzeria. They got three locations. Y'all first location is in Cogga Falls, 1909 Bailey Road, Cogga Falls. Their phone number is 330-928-2222. Second location is in downtown Akron, across the street from Rubber Duck Stadium. That address is 325 South Main Street, Akron. Phone number 330-849-5707. And the third location, but another fourth one is on the way. Third location is in Stowe. That's 3031 Graham Road, Stowe, Ohio. 330-673-9410. Best part about the downtown location to me has to be the beer wall. I like to call it the Dave and Buster's of beer because you go in there, you put money on the card. They got 36 glorious taps of beer, wine, ale, all the good stuff that you can think of. You take the card up to the tap, you put it against the tap and you pour as much beer or wine as your heart desires. I mean, it's just so good. When it hits your lips, it's just so good. 
but make sure you drink responsibly. Another thing I love about Twisted Tomato Pizzeria has to be that they cater to your taste buds. Everybody always want to ask, SB, what do you mean they cater to your taste buds? Exactly what I said. They make everything special order. Anything you want. You want to subtract something, subtract it. You want to add it, add it. I am a cheeseless type of person, so I always say no cheese, extra sauce. Give me the pepperoni, the banana peppers, the the uh, uh, meatballs on there and the ground pepper and all that good stuff. And it'd be so good. I'm telling you that first bite, every time I take a bite of anything from Twisted Tomato, it'd be, bitch. Like, it's just that damn delicious. You got to check them out. They are the official sponsor of Just Therapy, the podcast. So when you mention us, you get a 10 percent discount. Yes, you get money off of your food order by just mentioning you a coucher and you listen to Just Therapy, the podcast. The owner's name is Brad Cover. Make sure you talk to him. Good dude. And he might even give you a little bit extra off. It's always good pizza. And you know, it's right there. If it's pizza, it's possible. Twisted Tomato Pizzeria. Make sure you check them out. Couple shameless plugs, real quick. Uh, no, uh, February seventeenth, I will be in uh, Geneva uh, doing a show. It's a Valentine's show, stand-up comedy night at uh, where is this shit at? I don't even know where it's at. It says somewhere around here. Oh, at the Boot. It's in the corner. My bad, y'all. <laughs> it's at the Boot Saloon. So this gonna be a good time. February seventeenth, come out. Show starts at eight p.m. I'm bringing some special guests. I got Tsunami in the building and Brandon Petrie is featuring for me. But there'll be a couple other special guests on that show as well. I'm telling you, it's going to be a good time. We always bring the live, especially the two other people I'm bringing. It will be a great time. I also got another show on March 1st. Uh, This is in Cleveland on 34. 100 St. Clair, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm only, I'm only doing like maybe a 10-minute spot. I'm just coming to support and have a good time, talk some shit. It should be a great show with a great lineup, so make sure you come out. I believe the tickets are ten uh, $15 are tickets, so make sure you come out, support live comedy. Doors open at 6.30. Show starts at 7 p.m. Also, I got to plug my sisters. My sisters. Sister, uh, revival poetry night, revival of the mic. Make sure you go check out my family, Air Bread Soul, Concrete Rose, Friends of the Couch. So make sure you come check them out. Doors open at six, show starts at seven uh, to ten. It is every last Thursday of the month. Make sure you come check them out. And uh, Concrete, you got to give me another flyer so I so I got the address on here. Y'all ain't got the address on here. I know it's at um, Jilly's Music Room in Akron, Ohio. Uh, next flyer I make sure I get from them has the actual address on there so y'all can come check them out. But make sure you check it out. And you already know what's coming up. Yes, the Boom O'Clock, Boom O'Clock Reggae Fest of Cleveland, the gift of reggae music, man. And we go have our very own Miss BBC on there on the 25th, May 25th, May 26th, Saturday and Sunday. BBC got the first spot on Saturday. She go blaze that crowd up. Make sure you come check her out. And it's a slew. I'm talking about a slew of great 
reggae artists on this bill. You see it right there. Come check them out. And actually, uh, I believe Milton Blake will be on the couch with us next week. So we'll Wait. talk about it and see what's going on with him with his reggae music. But make sure you come check out Reggae Fest of Cleveland. One love in that bitch. Make sure you check out reggaefestcleveland.com for more information and ticket information. Tickets is $25. Sale ends December 31st. So the sale's already over, but uh, we'll get the other ticket prices, but go to reggaefestcleveland.com. Check that out because Miss BBC will be in the building. Booyah, booyah, booyah. No, don't no. do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't that, do it. That motherfucking drop was hot. What you talking about? Okay. That drop was hot. Go ahead. You do it. Go ahead. Here we go. Boom. It's not booyah. That don't even. No, don't do that. Don't do that. What, it was good. Uh, it was a hot. It was hot. I, I mean, I appreciate it. Oh, just it the booyah because you ain't like the boo. I should have said blood clock, blood clock. No, What's no, that? not that either. Definitely no, like it. <laughs> just come enjoy the music, man. Okay, just come enjoy the music. No, not that either. No, come have you know, that's cool. Come have some Irie vibes, you know, like come and definitely join in the vibes and the energy. Because it's always like it's just a, such an amazing thing. It's like a whole reggae family, and it's it be like so many people, and everybody's out on the grass and barefoot, and so many right. vendors. So it's really dope. Yeah. Okay, said concrete. Please send me your flyer in my DM so I can promote it. You know, it, it's in Akron, right? Yeah, Akron. Jim I have so much family that. in Akron, and me and my girl, we sometimes drive to go to Blue Club, Blue, that jazz club or something. Blue jazz, Blue jazz. Yeah, so I definitely want to come to your event, but I have to remember to see it um, and I need to promote it so we can get as many people up in there as possible. Nice. So make sure you inbox me, please. Yeah, she said I sure will. And I need the other one. I need the address and stuff on there. So. Yeah, with the address and everything on there as well. Yeah, so make sure you make sure you shoot that to me because I went and grabbed it from Facebook because I told y'all I was going to go ahead and promote y'all shit. You know? yeah, so. yes, yes, yes. All right, welcome back to the couch, y'all. Mojis Therapy coming up, man. We got some, like I said, we got some good topics, man. The topic we're about to dive into right now is uh, black hair, y'all. Black hair. And what do y'all be like? What, what, are you, what are you talking about, black hair? I'll tell you what the fuck I'm talking about. Listen, it's Black History Month, and this shit, some, some shit just piss you off because you be like, why? It just doesn't make any sense. So um this has been an ongoing thing like an ongoing thing i swear i heard about this story a while ago and we touched on it and they still talking about it right so uh the article it starts off with why can't white america leave black children's hair alone okay uh texas court is set to decide next month if one of its school districts can continue to punish a black teenager for refusing to cut his locks all right uh, since last uh, August, 18-year-old Daryl George has been kept out of his regular classroom at Barbers Hill High School in Mount uh, Bellevue while he served in school suspension and faced other disciplinary actions because of his hair. All right. According to CNN, the Barbers Hill Independent School District forbids male students from wearing their hair in a style that would allow the hair to extend below the top of the T-shirt collar below the eyebrows or below the earlobes when let down. George's long dreadlocks, uh, which he keeps woven together in a protective style on the top of his head, supposedly violates that dress code. Black children shouldn't have to 
uh, litigate the, the hair that grows out of their head. Uh, and this article is written by a black woman. She said uh, she also has locks and it is a uh, and it is all too aware of the ways that my own appearance is often scrutinized. This that this teenage boy will have to fight in court for his right to his own hair shows just how far traditionally white authorities will go to the extent control and reinforce meaningless status quos. So, like, I'm sick of it, like, and it's sad because this shit is still an issue in so many different states on black kids and their hair. But the thing is, it's not just kids. I remember the same situation happened to me when I was at the sales company, and I was a good salesman, and I had uh, braids to my neck, right, uh, like, to, to my shoulder, right, because I still had hair back then. So, and they was always neat, always done everything so it didn't look like i was just out here wasn't looking good you know what i'm saying i was with you know had a button up or a shirt and tie when i needed to but they would continue to be like oh you should have your hair like uh chris you know and i look at chris he another black dude but he got a fade like a ball fade i'm like dude i grew this hair i'm gonna keep my hair and long until i don't have any hair anymore you know what i'm saying so it doesn't make me a worse salesman than him I was actually better than this dude, but I had braids. So it's like, why are you so afraid or why is people, not you in particular, I'm not like pointing anybody out, but why are people so afraid of the natural hair that grows out of black people's head? It just makes no sense to me. Like at all, like get over yourself. If you want to get locks, get locks. You want to grow your hair, grow your hair. Like that's just like the dude, like off uh, the remember the Titans. They called him Sunshine because he was from California. He had the long, flowing blonde hair. Right. You know they get on. You know uh, people like that about that. Like oh, they got to cut their hair. Why? Why is that an issue at a school? I'm not stopping anybody from learning. You know, because they worried about my hair. It's not stopping or distracting anybody right. from right. learning. So why is it an issue? It's still an issue to this day, and it just irritates the fuck out of me that it's still an issue. Especially, did you see that when uh, when it first um, actually started, and the I think it was a white mom, but the white boy was saying that, and I don't know if he was his friend or not his friend, the, that his hair was long. The white boy's hair was long, like why are they not coming after me you know um and my hair is just as long as his and and it's just uh, and this actually was going on in jamaica too where they were trying to force some of the kids that you know were um were has locks you know or grow up in the rasta community or whatever like that so it's in different countries as well um where i feel like and you know, even women, we go through this at jobs where they didn't want us to have. I built, I remember working a job where we couldn't have braids, and they just felt like it didn't, you know, go like you had to have. And I remember this one lady used to wear a wig on top of her braids, and it was crazy. And I'm, it's just such a thing. I hate it. I hate that that for to this particular kid. 
is going through all this. This is a major thing at this school, in this city or whatever. Like, like it's such a horrible, like you're trying to make an example out of him or something. You know, how is it bothering you? How is it affecting anything that he's doing? Um, or whatever, like you really want to cut his hair off. And it goes, it makes me go back and to think about like how they said those seasoning caps and slavery where they would try to break, you know, the black, you know, men or whatever like that. And it's like, even though they're not being, you know, sadistic or anything like that, but they're like, oh, you're going to cut your hair. We're going to make sure that, and they're trying to break him. And I'm glad that him and his parents are standing up on that. First of all, I he can't even go back to that school. Like I wouldn't even care. He don't have to go back to the school. I remove out a whole, we can move out the state, but I'm, they're standing their ground and they're fighting because this fight to me is not just about him. It's about all the kids, like you said, in different states, different cities and different countries that if we keep allowing this to happen, if we, if they allow them to make him cut his hair and everything like that, that, you know, it's just another form of trying to break us as black people. Why, why is it such an issue? Why do anything about us affect y'all when y'all constantly are trying to be us constantly trying to uprise off of us, you know? It's it's total fuckery. It is. And then it takes me to the instance of they had to come out with a, you know, the um, crown act to be able to let black folks wear the hair they want to wear. But in this certain place, they don't accept the crown act, which is bullshit. It just and, makes no sense to me. And they're Go ahead. They're trying to take all of the, you know, everything that they're trying to take and trying to shut down for us. You know, like they want to shut down the Crown Act. They're trying to take the um, HBU. You know, is it HBU? H. Am I HBCU? saying it right? Yes. HBCU? Yes. I was like, I'm forgetting the letter. Um, you know, everything that they're trying to close down is like they're trying to, you know, go back. You know, and it, it's just becoming. It's. It's just no. It just don't make no sense. That's just like the same thing with the critical race theory. That's not a, that's not a via thing. You got to understand that, that people would literally lack so many things if it wasn't for just history. It's yeah. not just about black history. Like so many black people have contributed to history. You wouldn't enjoy a street light if it wasn't for a black person or peanut butter or electricity or, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the iron and, you know, just different things that are made that was made by more than just white people. You know what I'm saying? It's black Indians, like, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, Asians make stuff like, you know, Lebanese people make stuff like so many people have contributed to history where they want to get they want to whitewash history and get rid of history because it's and tell the story. So Concrete chimed in. She said, I just saw a video a few days ago of some Asians using a process to give them an Afro. White folks are walking around with locks and braids too, but they get praises for being creative. Shaking my head. She said, the fact that we need an act to be ourselves is wild in itself. It is. It is. Yes. It just makes no sense. It's like, leave people alone. Let people wear the, the hair they want to. Like when people dye their hair, 
Like, I, I like that. You know what I'm saying? You want to dye your hair purple or red or green or whatever. That's just expressing who they are. Like, it's not bothering anybody. It's not making anybody, like, not learn in this class. Like, this kid has to sit in in-school suspension when he goes to school. He can't be around his peers because they're mad that he has locks. Like, it makes no sense to me at all. And it never will. It never will. No, and I, I, hope, they, and I hope they, they did this case, and I hope they sue the school. I hope they for, do for literally mental damage to this kid because that I know that's taking a mental toll on this kid. Man. Yeah. Like, there's no way it's not, and his parents and his siblings and all that. Like it just makes no sense to me at all. It just we need a marching. They need to have a sit-in. They need all the black men with locks to do a sit-in, even if they don't let them in the school, sit outside the school. Like, they need that Black Panther energy to come through. You know what I'm saying? That Million Men March energy and mothers and the females come in. Like, that needs, something needs to happen at this point because at this point, back in the day, the leaders back in the day, that would have been an issue. Like, where is where's that energy at? That's what I want to know. Like, where's the energy where all black men they lock up we going we walking up to the school we're sitting outside the school we're the protesters you know where is that energy at to support this family in that community like that needs to happen because he's sitting there and no that should never be happening but i know they got to stand this fight and it this reminds me of what's the little um and i, I can't remember the little black girl was the first little black girl that went to a all-white school oh, i forgot her name yeah, but um, I feel like that something needs to happen where, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's time for voices to be heard. It's time for movement to happen. And as an activist, that's very important to me. Right, absolutely. Very important to me. Where, like, where is that at? Where, where are the million man marchers? Where are the Black Panthers? Where are the activists? in this case to say oh no he's not nope okay well he got to sit in that class we all sit in the class you know yep. what i'm saying and i think that's what needs to happen because what we're not doing we're really not standing up i mean we're talking about stuff and we're but i don't march now i don't did it i don't been shot with rubber bullets just in the last couple of years i don't have my car talking i don't been went you know because being an activist is not easy and you have to but it's time though because they're trying to erase, you know, black history. They're always whitewashing. You know what I'm saying? It's stuff that we're learning about our past and everything like that, that we didn't know. And hope he, they don't step down. I hope he keeps fighting. I would keep sitting in that class, but I think it's time for people to step up with him. I think it's time for the community to come together and the activists to come out and say, okay, this is how it's gonna go. Then this is how it's gonna go. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Concrete said uh, they can't unless uh, it's a white person doing it. Now it's acceptable and fashion forward. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's, it's like you said, I mean, people need to, you know, go down. Like I, I'm I, I can't go to Texas and, and, you know, sit in with the, with the kid. But um, which, you know, sucks. But like, I mean, I just I'm just not able to do that. But I mean, there's so many people that, you know, that's why that's why we're talking about it on the show. But there's so many people close to that situation where. 
Like, where are the celebrities at that, that yeah. back in, in that Texas area? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Too busy worried about uh, not getting a Grammy or, you know, what housewife they trying to hit or what reality show, stupid show they trying to get on. Yeah. Right? But they, they worried about the wrong things when people should be at, out there supporting this kid. They you really know should. I know it's a lot of celebrities out in Texas, period, that can come and support this kid. Like, seriously, y'all. Like, like, cause that shit gotta stop, man. And the bad part about it, I don't think it will ever stop. So no, it, I don't think it'll ever stop. But I think that it's gonna happen more if we don't stand up as a people. I'm not, it's not we, but I'm saying as a people, yeah, as a yep. um, to really say something and do something. Especially this is something when people were y'all getting on the Cat Williams, you know, trying to defend yourselves or say this, or y'all getting on a COVID and you know all that shit like this is a time when you like it should be said something and continuously said something because as black people what we'll do we'll talk about something for a minute oh that's wrong all oh, this all oh, this and it like that and then next thing you know we we quiet or whatever until the next shit happen uh like you said celebrities definitely need to be involved or saying something or whatever like that and that shit will hush down you know we you know we just regular people you know what i'm saying but if they, you know, people got in, like, where's the Al Sharptons and, you know, people in that energy, like, it's, it's, it definitely needs to be a movement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll give y'all some updates when I get the update on it. Y'all know we don't just talk about it. I give you updates when I get an update on it. Y'all know how we do. All right, let's get to a lighter note, y'all. I'm excited to bring this topic back because I love it. It is time for crazy, funny, fucked up news. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I've been I've been missing saying that. Just saying that. Let me do it again. It is time for crazy, funny, uh -huh. fucked up news. Yeah. Oh, man, this week in crazy, funny, fucked up news. This isn't my kids. Student, school added veneers to students' photos, and mom is upset. What? One of the most high, highly anticipated moments for parents with school-age children is picture day. It's a tradition for the school to put on a picture day for students so parents can get pictures, and the school can prepare yearbooks. As such, some parents go all out to make sure their little ones look great for the head from head to toe from new outfits to snazzy hairstyles some people go as far as hiring their photographers so they can retouch photos uh for their liking right with that in mind one parent had an issue with her child's school on their picture day in a TikTok video a mom shared that the school added veneers to her son's photo. And of course, social media users had something to say. Oh my gosh. They said the school added veneers, the audacity of it all. On October 10th, uh, last year, TikTok video creator uh, shared a slideshow post about her son's picture day results. And of course, she wasn't pleased. This school didn't give my baby veneers, the video caption read. As the video starts, you see the slideshow image of Derry's handsome son in the photo in the first photo and her son sporting a yellow shirt, flawless skin, dimples and a huge bright white smile in the other one. <laughs> so wait. Okay, so what he was snagging tooth? 
Nope. Nope. And y'all ready? Y'all ready? I got. I got to do this. Hold on. I got to do this. I got to see. I got to share this. I got to share this. This is hilarious. All right, y'all got to bear with me. I'm about to share the screen so y'all can see it. All right, yeah, y'all see that. Uh, so I'm about to go <laughs> to, ooh, this damn thing in my way, right? Watch out. So, okay, here we go. So can y'all see that? Yeah. So they, oh, they put a whole filter on him. That don't even look like the same kid. They put, hey, my dude's lineup is crispy though, flat out. So the picture to your right is the regular picture, right? And then the picture to the left is the doctored up. They gave his little homie like bullet dimples and they gave this young kid veneers. Look at that smile. Look at that smile. Like he lighter and everything. Like he he barely lighter, but them teeth is bright white. That don't even look like the same kid. That look like like maybe you know how the brothers have you know fraternal twins or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> like a totally different kid, y'all. Look at this, y'all. Wow. doing this to this kid, man. Wow. Who's the photographer? It's a photographer. I'm trying to book. I need that photographer because I like for my last photo show, oh, like let me get some of that, like oh gosh, oh God. that don't even look like the same kid. That's crazy. <laughs> and so what what were the comments? Oh shit. Oh, hold on. Let's see some let's let's go back. I gotta go back. <laughs> I don't know, like when she put that video, I wonder what people were saying. I'm too busy Oh, the one said, I need my son's, uh, my son unedited pictures. This isn't my kid. <laughs> wow. Oh, hold up. Let me see. Uh, let me see if there's some comments on here. Oh, my gosh. That's serious. Uh, <laughs> so it's funny because the, uh, the lady later decided to show the process for picture day. The creator shared another TikTok video of her preparing her son for picture day in the video. The young man got a hundred dollar haircut before school and appeared to be very tired and not up to the task. A hundred dollars. Oh, here goes some of the things. One says, oh my God, handsome either way. Then somebody else said, I wish they did this one. I took school pics though. For real. Then somebody, For real. Said, then somebody said, and enlighten his skin tone a shade like that's what i said he looked i'm like he looked lighter and everything veneers and dimples and dimples they are wild for that <laughs> he's so he's so handsome too that was so unnecessary that's <laughs> crazy she said this is not my kid <laughs> my dude was looking like robert guillaume <laughs> <with the> veneers. <laughs> <laughs> and the little dude looking like Webster and shit. He was just <laughs> with them dimples, though, man. Them dimples was crazy. They was like somebody had to push his damn cheeks in. The dimples was so indented. Oh my, oh, goodness. my gosh. Oh shit. Let's go. Yeah, that was definitely funny, crazy, funny, and fucked up. Yeah, funny, crazy, funny, and fucked up news. Yeah. <laughs> 
Concrete gonna say veneer, stop playing with me. Kara gonna say stop playing. Concrete say why? She say no for real. <laughs> That's serious. Oh no, let's go back to it. Let's go back to it. I gotta show y'all one more time. Oh gosh. Oh gosh, that shit is hilarious. Let's go right back to it, y'all. Hold on real quick. Here we go. Uh-oh, I went the wrong way. Here we go. Here go the picture again. Side by side. Look at that, y'all. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the veneers, man. And they said a hundred dollar haircut. Like uh, I'm smacking to some. I'm smacking somebody for that hundred dollar. Yeah, that's The lineup is smooth. Don't get me wrong, but it's almost like they sprayed a little white line on his head and didn't wipe it down because like they wanted to give like a perfect line. Yeah, hundred dollars. No, I'm not paying a hundred dollars for that haircut. Not at all. Oh boy, that smile! Look at that smile, y'all! Look at that smile! (laughs) That's serious. Oh gosh, they so crazy! They so crazy! I can't believe they did that, y'all! Like (laughs) that's serious. I need to know. You gotta, you gotta definitely give us an update when if she posts the update. Oh, man, I, I'll check it out. I'll see an update, but that is hilarious, y'all. They literally made the dude, made the little kid look like somebody else. <laughs> he, he looking like, he said, who said, oh, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, at least they ain't have them in no grown man veneers, because those veneers make people look like horse mouse and shit. Like, like that chicklets. Like, remember that gum or something, like, called chicklets? chicklets or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. Oh man, that that was that was a definitely a million dollar smile right there with the veneers, though. Hey, <laughs> airbrushed them a little bit, just a change. I'm just saying, a, like, a, I feel like this. Change. Leave kids, like you, you gotta have that kid picture. If you don't mess up the kid picture, like everybody got that kid picture. You know what I'm saying? Snake bite, all that shit. Like you gotta have that picture, like. You updating every, every nobody really knows how they look with all these filters and all this stuff or whatever like that. You're gonna do that to somebody. The kid gonna always think they was having something like I was cute when I was little. I'll be looking at the pictures when I was little. I was cute, and I don't know what happened. No, you wasn't like that's some weird. <laughs> you always look like this, motherfucker. Like, what? But you ain't look like that. That was Photoshop. Hello, homie. Right. <laughs> And I, I still don't understand why they even did that without the parents' permission. Like, yeah. would you be pissed if your kid came home with the pictures and it was doctored, and you know that wasn't your kid? Would you be pissed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying, especially it don't look like your kid. And then what the parent needs to realize is when you sign that permission slip, was it in there? Like, we does it say we doctor pictures to make enhancements and or whatever? Because you know, if you try to, you know, go after them and you sign, because some parents don't look at, they don't read everything. I'm a fine print reader. Fine, and Fine print reader. <laughs> I am like, I because I, I had a really bad experience where I lost custody of my sister's kids because I didn't read the fine print. So I'm mm-hmm. very serious. Like, you got to read that fine print. Yeah. And because if it says that down there, like, oh my God, open it up a phone. If a person is on a phone, it's like when they say, I read everything. They be on hold for a long time. I'm like, you can't come call me back when I'm done reading. Because I need to know, like, what? Um, so, yeah, yeah, that is crazy. That that That's crazy. She need to look into it, though. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. 
that's funny. He looked like a whole totally different person. He did. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and that's this week's crazy, funny, fucked up news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for me. And picture day coming up too for a lot of parents. Oh my goodness. The second picture. Everybody about to be scared as hell. Like they're gonna do that to my kid. Some little kid probably like, mommy, I hope they do that for me. You know what I'm saying? So I probably oh, want their kids to get altered. Some yeah. people know they got some ugly ass kids. So I don't need no, they do. Um, you said it out loud. It's okay. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. No, but people do got some ugly ass kids. Shit. Every, every kid ain't cute. Shit. What you talking about? Uh Carol gonna say ass might miss. Something and end up spending one uh, k for some unknown shit. Yeah, they're talking about the fine print. Yeah, <laughs> but this yeah. thing. So like, class, like school pictures got so damn expensive. Like last year, I was thinking about getting little mama's school picture, and I seen the price on that, and I'm like, I ain't, I ain't getting number three pictures. Like, nah. For so, nine dollars. Like, I just, I just went. I went to my uncle and we did a little photo shoot, and them pictures came out way better than the school pictures did. No. She got two different outfits and was on in 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 uh in nature and was like sitting on the park bench and was on the swing and nice. they just came out like some dope pictures. So, like anytime you know a photographer, hit them up and get your yeah. school, get your get your kids pictures for them because they basically they work they are worth the money. And shit like that. So, uh, Concrete go say bring back J.C. Penny and Sears portraits, right? Hey, all the way to J.C. Penny's and the Macy's. I was like, wait, where they do that at? <laughs> yeah, like bring back some of that. What was that? Um, was it Kmart? I think we we had our picture done yeah, at Kmart. Kmart. Portraits, oh, yeah. Uh, Mama, yeah. yeah. Sears had portraits too. Sears portraits, yeah. Yo, you know what I'm saying? Twenty nine ninety five for a package. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you would get a nice. You would get some nice pictures, and would get quality pictures, and more than one pick. Mm -hmm. They tried to get three pictures for like sixty. So it was like seventy bucks. I'm like, well, I know it's a lot. Bent. Got me bent. And they was like, oh, we'll get you a free class picture. Like I'm not care about these damn kids. And it's like the fuck. I don't want that picture. Fuck out of here. Like. <laughs> Yeah, oh man! Oh my gosh, that was funny. Yes. All right, y'all. It's that time, man. We are done, y'all. We are done for the day, y'all. Another great episode, Miss BBC. Pleasure. It was definitely some laughs, and especially with the pilot, with the pilot yeah, and all and shit. <laughs> but when I when I, when I get a, when I get an update for. The uh the kid in Texas, I'll definitely update everybody. Concrete go say I got three kids. I hated picture days. LOL. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh my, my guy Rail, what up, superstar? He say, sup, BBC. <laughs> hey Rail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Y'all know what it is. Hey, real quick before we get out of here, though. Look, we got some stuff coming up. Make sure you come check it out. February 17th. Uh, March 1st, it, last Thursday of the month, Revival of the Mic, and of course, in May, the Reggae Fest of Cleveland. Go enjoy those vibes, y'all. BBC will be performing on that show. So You better be there, too. I, listen, I'm going to try. I'm going to do my best to try yeah. to come there. And, you, and then you perform early, too. Like, you get a first slot. 12 I am, but I'm going to be there all day. I'm vending as well. Hey, Rail, what's up? <laughs> 
He gonna say what's up, SB. After he say what's up to you, I see how it is, nigga. Understand? <laughs> Shit, that's crazy. Little mama, you ready? Little mama, yes. Come on, y'all know what time it is. You know we gotta end. We gotta leave you with something good. We gotta leave you with that close, y'all. Something you can ponder on. Until the next time you see us live on Facebook and YouTube or next day on Spotify, y'all know what it is. We're going to give y'all something dope. So, uh, again, something you can ponder on. Ponder on. <laughs> All right, here we go. All right, so here we go. All right, I like this. So you can't rely on how you look to sustain you. What sustains us, what is fundamentally beautiful is compassion for yourself. And, and and those around you. Okay, so here we go. You can't rely on how you look to sustain you. What sustains us, what is fundamentally beautiful is compassion for yourself and for those around you. You want to go and break that down, Ms. BBC, and we get up out of here. Love the skin you're in and love those who love you and for anybody else. <laughs> Plain and simple. Plain and simple. That's what's up. Until next time, y'all. We all will see us on the other side of the couch. Bye, we, all, we out. Peace. See you. Thank you. See you. Bye, mama. Enjoy the rest of y'all night. We out. M-I-C-A-H Beats. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Just Therapy, where we talk about life with a comedy twist, with your host, comedian Sean Boyd, Antonio Ferguson, and Miss KT. We talk about a whole bunch of shit from politics to people actually taking shits. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the therapy session. Man, this be dope. Make a motherfucker want to rap. I can't rap, man. Hold on, here we go. I can't rap. I really can't. But come sit down on the couch with us. Man, I can't rap. Come to the couch. Enjoy the show. Let's go.